Well, my friends, today we celebrate the solemnity of Pentecost, uh, the, the sending of the Holy Spirit to give life to the church. Um, the Holy Spirit is described as the, the soul of the church, right? The, the Spirit gives life to the church and is, is equally diffused among all the different parts of the church. Now, it's important to know about Pentecost, that Pentecost um, and sets the tone for our reflections on the Holy Spirit this morning. Pentecost is, is already a historical festival, right? So that when St. Luke says when the day, when the time for Pentecost was fulfilled, that's the 50 days since the Passover, since the flight out of Egypt. Because in the book of Exodus, the Israelites are freed from slavery, um, and then they, they take this 50-day journey uh, to Mount Sinai, where they receive the law. And so Pentecost is the feast of the giving of the law, that the law is given to God's people so that they're not only freed from slavery in Egypt, but they're also taught and instructed how to live as God's people. And now we, as the church, have celebrated 50 days since we commemorated our freedom from slavery through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And now we celebrate on this 50th day of Easter, Pentecost, the sending of the Spirit, the giving of the law, but not a law written on stone tablets, but rather, as St. Paul says in another part of his writings, written on the heart, that God sends us the interior law, the Spirit who guides us not from the outside, but from the inside, that it's not an external law we follow, although we keep all the commandments, and it's rather the, the commandments are the starting point to then lead to now the fullness of life lived in the Spirit. And in a special way, even this, this dynamic is in play here in this church, St. Francis Church. Although the motion sensors are off, so you can't see. But these ten lower windows, kind of more at the base, are the Ten Commandments, right? Um, and we've only got eight of them lit up, but there's ten, right? And, and they're kind of the smaller, and they're a little bit more structured. But then up above, we have the fruits of the Spirit, right? The bigger, they're, they're more beautiful, right? They, they have this circular, this infinite pattern, right? The fruits of the Spirit, because the Spirit gives us life. Yes, we keep the commandments, but it, it finds fulfillment, in, in the actions of the Holy Spirit, living the life of the Spirit, living according to that new law, uh, living the life of grace with God himself guiding us, not from outside, but from inside. The Holy Spirit is God's love poured out in our life and in the church, guiding us interiorly. Now, what are the characteristics that we read about in the sending of the Spirit? Again, there's a double dynamic. The first is what we hear about in the Acts of the Apostles, which is this kind of big, loud, driving wind, right? Pentecost is a loud thing. Brendan's first Mass with us here, uh, or when he started on Tuesday, and he was with my friend who was visiting from Australia. And the only comment they had about Mass was, wow, you're really loud, right? I'm a Pentecost priest, right? Loud. The Spirit is loud, right? The Holy Spirit is loud. Um, in Pentecost, it was so loud 
that 3,000 people that live in a city came out to see what the noise was, right? If you live in a city, it has to be a pretty big noise for you to want to go and look at what it is. Um, and 3,000 of them we hear come out from all these different areas. Um, the coming of the Spirit is, is loud. It's big. You know it's happening, right? It is, it is a big driving event. But at the same time, it's reflected in Jesus bestowing the Holy Spirit upon the apostles on Easter Sunday, right? Multiple outpourings of the Holy Spirit where it's peaceful and it's very intimate. Jesus said, peace be with you. And when he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. He said again, peace be with you. And when he said this, he breathed on them. He breathed on them. Now, I was social distancing before it was cool. Um, you've got to be really close to someone to breathe on them, right? Um, like that is, and, and, but Jesus is there. It's the closeness. It's the intimacy with God and the sending of the Holy Spirit in this beautiful, close relationship. And so, yes, there's Pentecost that's loud and big and fireworks, but there's also that peaceful, small, uh, you know, sending, the, the, the very intimate, peace be with you. He breathed on them. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And so we receive the Holy Spirit in, in these ways. Sometimes it's big and flashy, and sometimes it's just very small. It seems very, very simple, but incredibly intimate. Um, and that is the, how the Spirit comes to us and teaches us now how to live teaches us what it means to be led by God from the inside. And that's what St. Paul uh, can show us, and again, looking at our readings. How are we supposed to live? You know, when we see um, and meet and maybe have friends, hopefully, um, who are very devout Jews, who, who follow the law, that should actually be an inspiration to us, right? The Jewish people are meant to be a people formed by the law, by the commandments of the law. And so when you see, um, and when we, we live with, and we could be inspired by uh, the commitment of the Jewish people to following and keeping the law, to be a people marked by the law, but it should ask us the question and challenge us. As a Christian, am I as faithful and marked by and shaped by entirely the new law? Do I live in the Holy Spirit every minute of every day? Do I allow it to shape every action of my life, my relationship to the Holy Spirit? And what is that relationship? All those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. We have been adopted. We are sons and daughters of God the Father every minute of every day. The awareness of this, what's called divine filiation. I've been adopted. God is my Father. God sent the Spirit into my heart to cry out, Abba, Abba, Dad. We call God not just Father in a very strict sense, but Dad. God's our Dad. And the Spirit helps us recognize this and then conforms us to Jesus Christ. Joint heirs with Christ so that we may suffer with him in all the events of every day we suffer with him. And we are glorified in. So then the Spirit brings us into the life of the Trinity. That just as Jesus called the Father, Abba, Dad, 
We call the Father, Dad, Abba. We pray to the Father as the Spirit teaches us. And then we're conformed, we're shaped into Christ. In his book on the Holy Spirit, True Devotion to the Holy Spirit, the uh, former Archbishop of Mexico City, Luis Martinez, said that it's always through, through Mary, through Our Lady, and through the Holy Spirit that Christ is formed in us, right? These are the two artisans. They formed the, the human body of Jesus, right? They gave him his humanity. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, and so now Christ is formed in us, always through the same two agents, Our Lady praying for us and the Holy Spirit doing the, the action of forming Christ in us. And so we become more Christ-like. As much as our friends, co-workers, you know, people we know who are Jewish and are formed by the law and live that out, all the more so we should be formed by our affiliation. I'm a son of God. No matter what goes wrong, I'm a son of God. I've been adopted. God's my dad. And nothing can go wrong with such a good dad. I live in that relationship of being a son of my father. All of us should daily consider we are a son or we're a daughter of God the Father. And we call him. He's our dad. And then we have zeal for mission. That then we're sent out. The spirit, the apostles who are stuck. And it's actually not the apostles. It's actually probably the hundred. There's probably about 120 people at that Pentecost upper room. And the Holy Spirit's like, get out of the house. Go. You got to go do something, right? And so they go and they start preaching the gospel. The Spirit kind of kicks them out of the house. Go out there and tell of the, the marvels of God, right? Tell of all the great things that God has done. And so that's what Peter does. He stands up that Pentecost Sunday and he starts preaching. And we hear 3,000 people, all of them that came, were converted that day. They were baptized that day because Peter went. And a particular point, and we'll kind of finish with this, is the fact that it's the gift of tongues. That they're all hearing the gospel in their, in their native language, right? That the, the group that's speaking is able to speak in the language of the people who are gathered there so they can, they can understand. We need, among the people gathered here, a new outpouring of the gift of tongues for our world. There's plenty of people that don't understand the stuff we say at church. They don't speak the church language. And so we have to translate it for them. Translate it faithfully. A good translator never changes, um, never warps the message, just makes it understandable to someone that doesn't speak the language. And so it's your job now, going out from the church today, sent by the Spirit to bring the gospel to people, and to bring it to them in a language they can understand. We speak the language of the 21st century. We know how to speak the language and to spread the gospel in the language of families, in the language of hospitals, in the language of teachers. We know how to spread the family in the language of manual workers, of students, parents, and children. This is how we spread. This is the language in which we can communicate the good things that God has done the gift of tongues to go out and to know how to explain to somebody what the gospel is, who Jesus is. The Holy Spirit gives us power to go do that. And so today, on this Pentecost Sunday, we're grateful for the new law 
sent into our hearts. But it doesn't just end today. The law is something the Jewish people still keep to this day, the old law. We should live the new law. Today is not the end of the Easter season. It, it is, but um, it's not the end. It's the beginning of something new. Today's the beginning of us now going on mission, spreading the gospel, and letting all people know the wonders of our Savior Jesus Christ as the Spirit enables us to preach.